Hey there, Softball Universe, and welcome back! Oh, yeah, welcome back to another episode of Softball Diaries. It's a new season, we're in a new location now. I'm your host, Matthew Bugvetsky, joined here by my co-host, Alex Kleger. Hey now! We also have in the house, Erica Gallagher and Kat Burrell. Somewhere around here. So, uh, since the last time we spoke, we've changed... We have a new studio. Yeah, um, a lot has really happened in the off-season. Uh, Buko and I's lease ran out, and basically we decided to break up. Yeah, and there was some good cries were had. It was amicable, but, you know, the tears had to come and they are flowing, but we're, we're good now. Yeah, Buko did take my plates, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> you left them there. Yeah, I need them plates back. There's no way you need plates in this house. But, I, I could probably open any drawer in this house and there'd be plates there. I can but, almost guarantee it. But anyway, welcome. This is Softball, or Home Base Studios East A, because we'll probably be doing some at East B eventually. The acoustics, uh, you know, might be weird, but this is just how it is now. Yeah, get used to it, guys. Suck it up, all right? We all have to make sacrifices. Anyway, it's the summer again, or almost the summer, uh, but, you know, since we last spoke, let's just catch up. We need to make sure we don't want to miss anything. Uh, happy Thanksgiving. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year's. Are you going to sing All Lang Zang, you think? Uh, I, don't, I, I don't really know many of the other words. Since, no, I can't, I can't do any of them. All right, <laughs> just kind of like an O Canada kind of thing? Yeah, yeah. All right, and uh, Valentine's Day, we missed that. We should have done a Valentine's Day special, maybe next year. Uh, happy Mother's so Day to all, all you all you mothers out there. Yeah, yeah, um, when is Father's on. Day? I don't oh, even actually, know. Actually, uh, Father's Day is coming up. It's it's in two Saturdays from now. Okay. Um, and Happy Hanukkah as well. I almost forgot about that. And Columbus Day, maybe? I don't know. Martin Luther King Day. Uh, more importantly, though, Buko, happy birthday. Happy birthday to what, you, too. September 25th. September 17th. September 17th. I, can't, I don't know why I'm getting mad, because there's no way I remember yours, either. December... 21st, there 21st. it is. Yeah, we yeah, just it's near Christmas, so I know. Yeah. Uh, Breaking Bad ended. Mad Men season final part one ended. Yeah, uh, I've seen that. Game yeah. of Thrones, I don't so know. So don't I, spoil it. Game of Thrones is going on, I think, before and after, but a lot of people have died. I know uh, someone spoiled that for you. I don't whoa. Know. <laughs> All right, well, let's not talk about it. Um, what else? Buko got a promotion. He is now assistant to the manager. Yeah, I'm a coordinator. He's Richard. a coordinator. Richard. It's a big deal. Which is actually better because the step above me is called a lead, and I'd rather be a coordinator than a lead. Just, I think it just you, sounds better. Could you be a lead coordinator at some point? That now that sounds good to me. I know. I'll, do, I'll go that. You get the you new job. Yeah, I got a new job. Finally working in Philadelphia. I'm very happy about that. Oh yeah, yeah. My new job has the perks of getting you cheaper allergy medicine. Yeah, discount apothecary <laughs> is like a huge oh. deal. I don't. Oh, know. an apothecary. You don't get to say that word. Enough, yeah. Either. Are you buying like witches brew and stuff there? I wish. I haven't seen that on the shelf, but if I do, I'm getting it. I'm sure. Also, in sports news, the Sixers have won 19 games since our last conversation. <laughs> the Eagles made the playoffs, which is good, and the Phillies have looked super mediocre. Yeah, third straight uh, overtime, extra innings yes. game. Uh, it's weird. Well, yeah. Anyway, we're going to get into it. Coming up, uh, we have the game recaps. We're going to do like probably three short ones because we've had three games. Uh, Buko is going to intro a new segment that we like to call da -da -da, Stat Pack. I'm just going to talk about some new stats which I put up there. I'm sure you guys are going to complain about it, but I'll hear about that later. Now we're going to go into depth, really break down, maybe have a little bit of conversation around what the stats mean. Uh, and after that, we're going to do the expectations for the season. You know, it's a little baby right now, and what's it going to be when it grows up? 
<laughs> After that, we have Buko's favorite, or maybe second favorite now, because of the addition of the stat pack. Oh, buy yeah. or sell. So, uh, does that mean I'm selling the buy or sell? Uh, I don't I mean, the buy or sell. Uh, that's better. That's better. Let's not get into it. I love buy or sell. Inception. Yeah. Anyway, coming right back. Okay, so we've actually had three games so far this season. Three. Uh, the first one took back took place all the way back in May eighth, so it's been opening a day. Weeks. Very traditional state for opening, opening day. Opening day, and the game took place between the Young Jungle Jimboree. All, all, all Jays. All Jays. Jays. Uh, Don't call them Triple J. It's very confusing if you look at it. But anyway, uh, they beat or no, they lost the Ha Ha Clits and Dicks. Which I love that uh, yeah. name. Yeah, it was the, the day of the draft, and Haha Clits and Dicks is just a, just a, a wonderful name. It is a wonderful. I want to get name. to know it, even if you don't know who that's referencing. It's still funny. Uh, they won by a score of three to one. Sam Herman got his first win as a pitcher, and Gabe Carrion took the took the loss. So I I don't remember a lot of what specifically happened there. Um, there are no home runs. <laughs> So. Oh yeah, there was no home runs. Yeah, it was a it, it was, was a, a very low scoring. I mean, solidly defense. Yeah, five five hits each. Um, yeah, defense. There definitely was no issues with errors and stuff like that. Uh, I think people were just happy to be playing. You know, we had a few uh, almost games that all got canceled due to intramurals or rain or something like that. And it was just good to get back on the diamond, DC Field. Yeah, I think I think it was important. I mean, it was a little bit. I'd say that there was some rust, but I uh, you know it wasn't. The best game ever, but it was it was a game that had to happen, and I'm glad that it did. I wasn't there for the second game. Though. Yeah, so that was game one where Haha ha, Clits and Dicks won, and then uh, game two. I don't think there were names. Uh, Buko decided not to show up because he had showed up earlier and it was raining, but then it wasn't raining. But then we had more than enough turnout, and it was a pretty good game. Um, yeah, Gabe and Nick Gorski this time pitched. And um, both of them kept it close. I think I don't fully remember. Um, but I know that Gorski's team took the lead late in the game, and then uh, with two outs in the bottom of the fifth or whatever it was, uh, he loaded the bases up, and who comes up but a little AK, as I've referred to myself in my head, uh, and yeah, I got, I got a walk-off <laughs> double. It was bases loaded, two outs. It's a good game. It sounds like a good game. Okay, but now the game which is most uh, present in our minds, which just happened on Thursday, game three. Of right. the season. So, uh, apparently I got confused and put the wrong team name with the wrong team. I apologize. So, I guess the Neptunes beat the Baja Breezers by that, a score of 12-6? to 6. That's exactly correct. <laughs> All right. Neptunes. I'm, I'm sorry. I got confused as to who reading told the re- me. Reading the recap, it was very confusing because I was rooting for the Neptunes, and then they lost, but, like, as we... Or, like, or whatever it was, I forget. I was just trying to keep you all on your toes, all right? That's good. Proofreading, Buko. <laughs> all right. I've I've made mistakes in my recaps. I'm still I've got a lot of rust to knock off. It's been two years. 2012 was the last time I wrote a recap. All anyway, right? so that was recapping the recap. <laughs> but yeah, so this was the best attended game of the season. There was probably how many people? Like it was ten? perfect. It was nine on nine, which is great. Which is like just about perfect. Who were the captains? It was uh, the Gabe's. It was the Gabe's. It was Carrion versus carry on. yeah. And um, early on in the game, Gabe Carrion was pitching for the Baja. Breezers, yes, uh, and he was struggling with the strike zone. He he walked three pit, or three batters in the first inning, which yeah. is 
not how you want to get off to Yeah, and it's like his inconsistencies to strike zone is kind of strange because I feel like it bat it matters batter to batter where he's inconsistent. It's like it he, seems like he has accuracy issues, but they're like he's or not accuracy issues, consistency issues. I think he changes the speed of his pitching depending on who I mean, which everyone you know, a lot of pitchers do, you know, yeah. throw it you know, to the less experienced batters, you're not gonna throw as hard. I think he throws it so inconsistently at different speeds that it maybe affects his because when he was when he was trying like he was really rearing back to throw against Sam and Gate and he was almost hit Gabiaski in the head like three or four times. And I think it's because he was just trying to throw it so hard that maybe it took away from his accuracy. Yeah. I'm not really sure. Uh, I'm sure he can give us a better reason than me, but anyway, he um, he gave up two one, two, two in, in the first. But the the breezers or the Neptunes, <laughs> the, the, the breezers came back and they scored two. One of them was hit by uh, the new guy John DeBrucker. He had a home run, sort of a weird one down the line. It bounced off of the, I I don't know what that thing is down there. It was like, it had wheels. Yeah, it's that like the thing uh, where they like view things from up above. It looks like a water ice stand. I'm not sure. Is it, I think it's one of those things where like it's supposed to raise up and you're allowed to like see over the field. Oh uh, yeah, those things are dangerous. Right, that guy from Notre Dame died like last year. That's true. He was a he was a photographer. Yeah. All right. So aside from that safety, it takes a lot, John. It bounced off of the uh, bounced off the wheel and passed uh, Ben. Rudy. All right, so that was probably the most memorable play of the game. You know, that was the first home run of the season. Uh, anything else happen? Well, I mean, as the game went on, the Baja Breezers defense, uh, collapsing is not quite monumental enough of a word to describe what happened there. Uh, it just, when everyone, so I guess I guess once one person made an error, maybe it had the mental effect, everyone started making mistakes. It's hard to say what was going through their mind at this point. But, I mean, I can't remember all of the errors. But the one that sticks out to me was, uh, I think Gabe was on first base and Stephanie was up to bat. And she hit a ground ball right back to Gabe Carrion, who was pitching. Mm-hmm. And he got, like, super excited for the double play ball. And he wheeled around and threw it to second base. And it just went, like, right into the ground and right by everyone. Uh, for what I think might have been the most egregious of the errors committed. Yeah. But, I, I mean, there was, there was just, there was, a, uh, as I said, a comedy of errors. Just mistakes everywhere. It wound up with 12 I mean, in the last two innings... The Neptune scored 10 runs. Yeah, we uh, mercy ruled them in the last inning. And then they managed to come back a little bit. Uh, yeah, Jesse, Kara got a home run, which is nice to see. Mm-hmm. Second home run. Maybe they can uh, continue the momentum into oh, the next yeah, game. exactly. You know? Maybe feel a little bit better about themselves. But really got to sure up defensively. Yeah, so final score was 12-6. to six. Uh, Let's see. Uh, Herman and Yasky combined for to be 7-8, for eight, which is Really good to see, you know, mid-season form. Stars playing like stars, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, Sam pitched pretty well up until the last inning too, so that was solid. Uh, Gorski took the loss, uh, though. You know, he, he maybe was the better of the two pitchers, but certainly uh, came in took, a tie game. The yeah. left was in tie game. Yeah. That's what happens. I mean, he took a he gave up a home run to Matt Kay, who had been. Uh, struggling mightily from the plate. Did he before strike that. out in this game? Uh, twice. Yeah, two Matt, times. Matt K has told us that he's not going to commit an error all season. 
I know, and it's going to be hilarious when it happens. It's going to be <laughs> hard for me to like help him out, even if I'm on his team, really. <laughs> uh, we're all cheering for you, Matt. Yeah, and uh, Kay Del Manca, a good game too, right? Uh, I mean, she, it depends. I mean, she got she has a really good swing, and she got another two RBI. So yeah. early, early favorite for Rookie of the Year, possibly? I think so, yeah. So she had like three very similar hits. One dropped to be a hit. One was an error because Ben Ruby closed in on it and couldn't close his glove on it. And then the third one was caught by Gabe. But, I mean, it's great to see that pop. Right, and I, I love the attitude she's bringing to the plate. Very yeah. uh, aggressive. But uh, waiting for a pitch at the same time. So. Yeah, and uh, Chessa and Quincy were both there. Chessa, Chessa pooped. Ceremoniously <laughs> pooped in the infield. It was adorable. Chessa was also very aggressive with the batters on defense. Was really getting in their face. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> something we're not going to discuss right now, but it's like the dogs are like so dependent on their owners. We need to get like something to go on so they can like be there and be happy, but also not be on the field. It's huh. dangerous. Interesting. You need sort of like uh, like rodeo... Rodeo, uh, at the rodeo. You need something to distract the dogs. Well, must love dogs. Must love dogs. Yep. Hey guys, welcome to our new segment. Uh, probably going to be my favorite segment going forward. It's the stat pack. Stat pack. Stat pack. Uh, today I'd like to talk to you guys about. The new stats that I'm introducing this year, you know, before I was just trying to do, you know, RBIs, home runs, hits, the basic stats, but this year I'm decided to get a little bit more... Take us to the next level. Take us to the next level is what Tell I'm going to do. Tell us about the new stats. New stats. Hashtag new stats. Hashtag new stats. I'm going to start tracking where you're getting out and how you're getting out, okay? <laughs> just to increase embarrassment. Right now we're doing, I, I've added ground outs, line outs... Flyouts, pop-outs, and reached on errors. I'm keeping track of those, too. Yeah, I think that's really interesting because, really, uh, everyone kind of bats a little bit differently, and it really adds to, like, the, uh, the composition as a batter as to what type of outs they are, you know, personify them. Right. And so, uh, I, I'm not really sure. I'm almost more intrigued by how the pitcher pitches. Like, I feel like... Sam is like a super ground out pitcher. Oh, he, I love I love the idea of tying the outs back to the pitcher. Right. I mean, he struck out a lot of people, but he's not really... He wasn't throwing hard or anything. People maybe just aren't used to the way he pitches. That sidearm motion is a little confusing. But it drops down at the end. I feel like he's going to consistently get ground outs if he gets good defensive play behind him, which is a pretty big if. Yeah, you, you get a lot of ground outs. I mean, it's just the same with anything, really. Anything that puts it in play that's not a strikeout. And we, at the end of the day, we want hits more than anything. Right. At least in, balls in play, I should is say. Is there a difference? Is the flyout versus a pop-out a difference in between my opinion? Or is it like a pop-out's on the infield, a fly-out's in the outfield? I don't know. Is that an uh, official? I think that it's probably just nomenclature. It's, it's, I'm sure it's, they're just slang terms for the same thing. Hmm. I'm not sure about that. Uh, the other thing I want to talk about was uh, ERA, which before I've been doing the traditional ERA, which is you calculate what, how what, many... What is ERA? So that's your earned run average. It, traditionally, or in Major League Baseball, they average, if you give up one run per inning, your ERA would be nine, because you, if you were to pitch nine innings... You would give up nine runs. Right. I've changed it to six innings now, which is something that they do in, like, softball, women's softball. Yeah, because the games are only six innings long. It'd be interesting to see if we can crib some more sort of weird little stat intricacies from, I guess, college women's softball. I'm not sure if it's 
unless there's like a men's professional league that or even I don't know. Yeah, so I mean, sort of what I think it's going to be good. It will give you a more accurate idea of how many runs you can expect. Because we only ever up. play like five or six innings. We never right. play nine. Yeah, and in the future, I'm going to be adding some more stats. By the way, like what? So maybe more advanced, like slugging percentage, which is going to give you a, to see who's getting those extra base hits, which are so important to the team. Yeah. Uh, and maybe some other ones. I'm not taking two. I think war is going to be tough to calculate. It's almost impossible for one man. <laughs> but there's a lot of there's a lot of division in that. All right, like I yeah, can't so do that. Future episodes of Step Hack. Yeah, they're going to be introducing slugging percentage stuff like that. But uh, let's go. Um, what are some highlights of the current statistics? Only two out of three games because Buko bitched out in one game. Uh, bitched out. All right, so I didn't mean it like that. So I mean, ground outs is one of the new ones, and for the most part, you see a pretty even spread. One person has grounded out more than anyone else, and that's Erica. And I'd like to see you going the other way with your with your ground outs a little bit more now. Oh yeah. Yeah, because you used to that. you used to hit down the third base line, which I think is very good for uh, you know getting getting to first base. Yeah. And now you you've actually gotten a better swig, which results in you pulling the ball to first base, which is not quite as good. I yeah. This season, I've been going. Closer to third. Mm. Okay, yeah, so she she has, Eric has seven ground outs, and the most uh, anybody else has is three? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, another thing, I mean, on-base percentage, oh, I sort of wanted to talk about the on-base percentage. Okay, go because ahead. Because I've sort of decided, well, I'm not even decided anything, but I'm thinking about including reached on an error, adding it to the on-base percentage. Yeah, so errors are not included in an on-base percentage, which is the, basically the amount the, the probability of somebody getting on base in the major leagues, but they also have a lot less errors. And I feel like uh, there are some hitters, uh, I'm being completely biased here because I'm one of those guys, that kind of uses getting it, putting the ball in play and, and like inducing an error to get on base uh, for their own good. Right. Because you're a, you're, you're a pretty speed, straight line speed guy. You can get up the first base line. Yeah. So I think I think we should include errors in your on base, like you know, hit and reach on error. But what about something like a fielder's choice? Fielder's choice, definitely not. I mean, fielder's choice, you're still getting an out. Okay. Uh, at least with uh, reaching on an error, you're not getting out. Okay. So that so it's important to get on base and not cause an out. Right. So I mean, let me know what you guys think because I. I I'm taking these stats mostly for me, but you guys' opinion counts a little bit, I guess. I'm pro. <laughs> I think you've made that clear. All right, anything else you want to go over in this week's edition of Stat Pack? Uh, I'm not releasing the season stats yet because I, I only have two games, but if you want to see it, maybe I'll, maybe I'll just throw it up there. It really is not going to give you a good, accurate description of the season so far. But. Let us know. I'm looking at it, and it looks like Jesse is double zero, Sam is triple zero, and Nick Gorski is 10.5 for A the lot of people want number 10. Oh. Uh, it's a little confusing. I... My girlfriend wants to pretend she's going to get it. <laughs> Gorski said he'd be settled for 10.5 or 11. I kind of like 10.5. 10.5 is good. We can move to original. a three-digit thing. Yeah, why not? Yeah. You know. You know. Now for the segment formerly known as Buko's favorite segment, it's Buy or Sell. Who's up? Who's down? This is the part where we're, we say a name, talk about the player, and then ultimately decide if we buy or sell. Buy's good when I'm on team. Sell's bad. Get them the fuck out of here. <laughs> First up, we have a new, maybe rising star, possibly, Katie Delmonica. 
Yeah, I gotta say, I love her swing. Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's, it's, a, it's a line drive swing. They talk about that a lot in the pros, even, that you don't want to be a guy that hits it into the ground or pops up. She's got sort of this weird... Or we have a lot of weird swigs in our game. <laughs> but it, she's got, like, sort of a slightly tabahawkish swig, but it's resulting in a lot of line drives, which is good. I uh, haven't seen her make many plays defensively, though. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, she's mostly invisible on the field, but who cares? Offensive, it's, it's a powerhouse. And what I like about her is also her attitude. I think at the end of this game, I told her that she was probably in the running to be Rookie of the Year, and she said, what? Uh, <laughs> cool, I guess. I don't know. Which, I, I like that kind of thing. That's excellent. Yeah, yeah, she's not thinking about the award. She's out there for uh, to make plays and... Turns yeah. out, get a lot of RBIs. Yeah, she's very RBI capable. You definitely want to keep her probably in like the four, five, six, seven kind of part where there's going to be people on base because she's going to make shit happen. Yeah, so I think that seems like we're both buying We're that. both buying it. Next, we have Gabe Karen. I think this is a very interesting case. Why so? Offensively, he's a dynamo. You know, he, he will probably, he's almost a sure on base. He's a terrifying offensive force. Uh... <laughs> Uh, you know, the one time, you know, he, he got on base every time he was up this past game, and the first game, the other one that took stats, he also found himself on base a lot. He did try and take second in a Yasio Puig-type move, which was a single, and he tried to take second, and he was out by a couple Bush, steps. Bush League. Bush he, League. He got a, a home run and a couple hits in the, uh, in the game two as well. Yeah, so, but pitching, he, he seems to want to pitch. Yeah. And he's had a lot of struggles so So that's far. the thing is we need pitchers and we need people who want to pitch, but like I don't I don't I'm not comfortable with Gabe Carry on pitching long term like every game. Mm-hmm. Also he's been hitting at such a prolific rate, I'm worried that there might be some sort of drop off. Oh, okay. Maybe just I think maybe the, the honeymoon period might be coming to an end. Yeah, I mean I, I don't know. I I love his enthusiasm for the game. He's one of the nicest guys out there. That's certainly. the thing is he might be a little bit too nice. As a captain you have to make some decisions and he seems like he just Let's things like line decisions, um, you know, placement in the field, just kind of up to chance and popular vote. And let's face it, this is fucking softball. <laughs> exactly. Well, I mean, I think that he is a valuable piece. Maybe, maybe less so for as a captain. Maybe you don't want him as your captain. Is that a thing that you say? I don't. Uh, know. I don't know. I want him as my captain. I okay. think. But yeah, it's a soft. I mean, he's so productive offensively. It's a soft buy because how can you sell the offensive numbers that he brings to your team? But like. You need to draft a pitcher with him. I'm soft selling, actually. Okay. I'm expecting, crazy. A, I'm expecting a tiny drop-off in the hitting. Just a tiny one. And the pitching, I, I just uh, I just want to see some more consistency out of that. And it just bothers me that he like wants to pitch so badly that the game sort of slowed down because he was throwing so many balls that just I like to see the ball in play. So yeah. that's a soft sell. That soft sell is brought to you by Staples. Go to Staples, mention our name, and you'll get a free pack of stickers. Okay. <laughs> right. Next up is uh, Nick Gorski. So Nick is new to Philadelphia and new to the league. Um, he went to college with Gabe, if you're wondering about the connection. Yeah. He was uh, a Gabe. Yeah. And, he was uh, actually introduced to me as the Buco of Bard. And I can totally see that. But, <laughs> so... <laughs> So yeah, uh, Nick is a good all-around player. He pitches, which is great. Yeah, I, I mean, in contrast to Gabe Carrion's style, he is the get-it-over-get-it-in-play sort of style, which yeah. I like. He's a, he's a Brian Tierney for the 2014 era. Yeah, less drunk, but, well, Brian Tierney's sober now, so that was good to see him. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, shout out, shout out if you're here. Hopefully we can see him soon. Right, um... 
but I didn't see much from him hitting wise. Uh, he I gave him a single, which might have been a little bit of a stretch, but you know, I I, I yeah, he, he, he's not very patient at the plate. Maybe okay, he hasn't really made an impact me offensively yet, but I'm I'm sure it's gonna come along. Guy seems perfectly capable and seems sure-handed in the field too, for the most part. No, that's really important. Yeah, um, I'm gonna give it I'm gonna give it the soft buy because I think that he'll get better batting and as he gets more adapted who do you think he compares to you think he's like above or below c fitzpatrick right now yeah i mean right now i think he's below steve fitzpatrick okay but i think as he gets used to league and the way it's pitched maybe he'll he'll get above that gotta think the future's optimistic for him yeah what about you uh i'm buying because we don't have a lot of pitchers and he's a good pitcher you can go the he can go the uh the distance right now Mm mm-hmm Okay, so because we don't have a guest, we're doing a fourth buy or sell. First time ever. Maybe so last time ever as well. <laughs> so finally, uh, if you're still with us, I know you are, we're talking about Matt Kay. You, you won't see many more polarizing figures than Matt Kay in the yeah. world. Yeah, I mean, he comes in, he's got so much attitude, he's like, I'm the best. Or sometimes he's like, I'm the worst. I don't, I, I don't I mean, get his it. attitude, he does not have the confidence or swagger that we've seen in the past. Uh, Hashtag swag. Yeah, uh... He's struck out, which was something he never did last or last season or the season before. He's Are just you not sure? A, did he never strike out? Or like, ju- I'm talking it seemed pretty natural to him. He will tell you he never struck out. I'm saying yeah. it's uh, very uncommon. He was almost like Juan Pierre. It's happened, but he doesn't strike out a lot. Oh, very great. Very good. Although he's not is Juan Pierre. I mean, he's not, he's not, he's not the, really the like Juan Pierre. There. Yeah. He showed up today and or on Thursday. He's wearing... Gray shoes, gray pants, gray shirt, and he had a gray book bag, which I thought was interesting. I like a, I like that. You know, he's. I hope he was on the away team because yeah, anyways, he redeemed himself. He did get a home run, I believe. And he got a home run and a walk in his last two at bats, and he played a solid first base. But he before that, a solid first be, base. Before that, yeah, though, his foot did come off the bag on a play. Yeah, there were two questionable calls. One plays. of them was very blatantly off the bag. The other one was close. But the thing I don't with softball think, is like it's like we it's don't want to see injuries at first yeah, base. Yeah, it's anyway. like a thing. It's I don't know. Yeah. So. So, I mean, the thing is, he struck out already a number of times. That scares me as a potential captain. Yeah, you, know? you think he's, he's uh, over, the, over the hump? So I wonder. Uh, the, the, the one home run, that can be more of a you know, mis, or, you know, misleading than, yeah, let's say. I feel like, honestly, after his Rookie of the Year season, that he kind of starts swinging for the fences. And I don't want to see him you know, get away from himself. I just want to see him hit, make contact. He doesn't have to destroy the ball every single time. And his mindset, he does need to do that. And I don't really appreciate that. Right. I mean, I mean that's one of those things. You just, you're more impressed by a guy that gets four singles in a game than one homer and strikes out twice. Or at least in softball, I'm more impressed by yeah. Someone that's coming up there with a consistent approach to get on base yeah. is the most important thing. Swing. So, I, I mean, right now it's a sell, but that could easily change to a buy. If I'm, I I'm selling as well. I'd like to see him be captain a few times and then I'm buying the shit back. Buy the shit back. <laughs> Just eating it. This brings us to the final segment of this week's episode of Softball Diaries, and this is going to be like a preview for not only next week, but the season in general. So, Puka, what kind of expectations do you have coming into the season? Uh, uh, I look forward to it getting back to where it was two years ago with like enthusiasm for the game, good turnouts, lots of fun, uh, maybe even a return to the L-bar 
thing. Maybe, uh, maybe. I don't want to get too yeah. excited about yeah. that. Yeah, I like like de- decreased stress levels, kind of thing. You know, I feel like I'm wor- I'm a little bit too worried coming into the games. I just want to go in there and have a good time. That's what I'm all about. Yeah, that sounds like a good time. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, do we have any good events to come up? You know, maybe there'll be a July Fourth barbecue kind of thing. We always talk about All Star Game, Home Run Derby. Do you think this is the year? I think it would be a great idea. Uh, home run derby might wind up happening if like we get poor turnout. I hope, but yeah. I hope that we. I hope. I, I feel like a like one of those like all like trick shot competition. I don't I mean, know. Is that feasible? Skills contest. I don't know. Make it interesting. And uh, briefly talked about in the off season was a West Philly game, and I'm totally into a West Philly game. But there's a lot of logistics that a lot of people like kind of glaze over, and it's like. Field availability, is there lights, is it easy to get to, is there parking, is it safe? That kind of thing is important, and it's like, kind of geesey field hits all the checkboxes. So I would want to make sure that everyone does their due diligence before we pursue anything too seriously. The most important thing is do those lights stay on, and is the field available? If there's like a faction like us that hangs out on a field that's lit 24 hours, we don't want to like have to get in some sort of turf battle Actually, that sounds great. I mean, the, the punks play softball potentially. Uh, punks versus oh, it would be great to are, have a competition. Would be a lot of fun, and it would be really great. Like ideally, is to get one of those like amazing fields that has like the fence around it, so we could actually get legitimate home runs. That would be beautiful. But I don't know if that really exists within driving distance slash biking slash public transportation slash availability. Right. And let's get back to like memorable team names. Like the team names have definitely been, I'll say, memorable. But yeah. let's get into, like, a Cougars-Douchers kind of thing. That was great. The rivalry that the Cougars and the Douchers has was something that I don't think was... It was perplexing to me because it was almost the same people or the different people. Yeah, but, yeah, absolutely. You know, Doucher pride. Right. I, and I don't really want to go back to the Cougars and the Douchers. I really think that a new season needs new names, but... Yeah. If, if, if everyone wants to bring back the Cougars and the Douchers, I guess that's acceptable, too. Yeah. But speaking of new names, we're missing some old names... Zach Gross, are you alive? Are you out there? Yeah, yeah I think you, you're you. probably like a few blocks away right now, but like, come back. We uh, miss your range at shortstop. Steve Ergo has been consistently RSVPing as coming and then consistently not showing up. Don't know where he is. I think he'll come. Kevin Rosen, um, I, yeah, if you want to come, come, I guess. <laughs> no, I mean, he's a good pitcher. He's so. a really good player, and yeah, that's, that's about it. Um, anyone else that we that hasn't hasn't shown up this season yet? I don't know, but I've um, been very excited about the new players we've been seeing too. Yeah. I think that there's a lot of potential out there. Yeah, and something to monitor throughout the season. I'm just gonna start the rumor off here. Will Buko make a return before the end of the season? Probably not. Probably not. You heard it here first. <laughs> Anyways, softball diaries. I'm your host, Alex Kleger. and and Buko. <laughs> Signing off. <laughs>